The college experience on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by my bookie sign up over at mybookie.ag and use the promo code SGP 50 to claim your 50% deposit bonus today. Play win get paid over at mybookie.ag. The sports gambling podcast is brought to you by Amazon. You probably already shop at Amazon, but why not shop at Amazon and support the sports gambling podcast? All you have to do is log into sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Amazon. Bookmark that link and use it every time you shop at Amazon to support the podcast today. Let it ride. College experience. My name is Colby Dant, aka the Swinging Danta Base. And in studio, the Scott Norwood of Tech Mobile, <laughs> the biggest piece of shit on this side of the Mississippi, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing. Give it up for former, former James Madison defensive back, current douchebag. Patty, see in the place to be. Hi, how are you, buddy? Buddy, look, we recorded all hours. Now we're in the middle of the night. That's right. We cannot be stopped. That's what I'm saying. We just pick something. Boom. You fucks out there. Yeah. Think that we're going to stop doing this. Rain, shine, sleet, snow, (laughs) whatever that hail, whatever that quote is. Yeah. Something from the fucking postal service. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. This is the college experience. There we go. I like and that mellow college. <laughs> this is the college experience. Yeah, we should do that. We should have a romantic. Yeah. It's like PCU at the pit. Everyone gets laid. You know what I mean? I don't remember that movie as well. That movie on college was... radio. They're ahead of its time. I heard, that's talked about true. This. That's true. Do you roll your socks up like David Robinson <laughs> used to in the nineties? I have to say that was one of the more disappointing discoveries. Uh, of of my childhood, realizing that my hero not only rolled his socks down inside out, but du- put on a second pair and did that as well. But here's a, here's a little thing though. Maybe there's something to this because have any of us tried to do that? No, no. It's it's, a, it's an image thing. <laughs> yeah, you're a little too image conscious. I'm, yeah, I'm so, too self conscious that maybe Robinson was onto something. You know. They're like little ankle weights that he's wearing. Maybe that's why he sprouted to seven foot one. You know, he was only what, like six six, uh, his freshman year at uh, Navy. Navy. Yeah. Is he the only player from Navy in the past fifty years to get drafted in the first round? Got to be. Got to be. And the next fifty years, <laughs> probably. Uh, <laughs> I remember uh, hearing about Shashevsky um, talk about it. And he's talking about, you know, he thought this might be the year for him. This will be the year that his team like goes to the next level <laughs> and he's in the tournament and they're playing Navy and, and he, I guess he had choked before or something. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, please, God, don't let me lose in Navy. <laughs> don't, don't let it be Navy. Amazing basketball player. Right, just destroying everyone. <laughs> but 
Yeah, if David Robinson can take Navy to the fucking um, that that's probably the only player that could you know that's the caliber of player at the very least. That is that the worst fashion though of like any player while they're on the, the like on the court or on the football field, on the baseball field? You know, it's it's right up there. I, it makes almost no sense. Like, and you have to be so unaware of what you're doing. I can't even think of someone else who had just terrible fashion. I'm sure there's plenty. I mean. Rodman with his hair. Rodman with the short shorts, like well into the late nineties. Yeah. Stockton short shorts. But they were like Rodman was doing it on purpose, and I'm pretty sure Stockton was doing it on purpose too. I watched a clip today, and I'll put this on the the sports gambling. By the way, if you haven't checked out on Instagram, sports gambling podcast, I've been uploading great content all over the place there. But there's a I saw a clip of uh, Stockman and Rodman getting into it back in the early nineties. Those dudes Spurs, are Spurs Jazz. Big shit talkers, both of them, yeah. from what I understand. Both a little bit dirty. I don't know. Well, both a lot yeah, dirty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Supposedly. Um Yeah, let's let's go back into Rodman being a piece of shit and refusing to play defense on Olajuwon in the first half, which they asked him to, getting Robinson into foul trouble and compromising his ability to defend Olajuwon, which was reflected both on film and on the stat sheet and made Robinson look like an asshole when the Spurs were actually probably a better team on paper, like from a talent standpoint, but that's what makes Robinson get fucking roasted and tarnishes his legacy forever. Why? Because Dennis Rodman is a piece of shit, which we all knew because why he's friends with Kim Jong un who kills people for fun. (laughs) And Dennis Rodman, I, I knew he was a piece of shit because he doesn't tip. Came, you, came through my bar, and also I know another girl that uh, used to work in Orange County. Yeah, but he, I mean, back I used to, so so my experiences when I worked at the the Hilton. Yeah, I used to bartend at the Hilton. Mm-hmm. Dennis Rodman came in, didn't tip didn't on tip. like one hundred and fifty bucks. I've heard Pippen and maybe even Jordan were all of that same ilk, yeah. that same style. I can't I can't speak on their behalf. I can only talk about my Dennis Rodman experience, but I also know another woman. Who I've been friends with for a long time. Who, who I guess Dennis Rodman lives in Newport Beach, California, which is in Orange County. Mm-hmm. She worked at a bar down there, and she said he would. Ne- He's notorious for not tipping. Yeah, what a piece of shit. That's a piece of shit, right? Like, get in line with the rest of fucking society. You know, maybe just tip what everyone else is tipping. Maybe, maybe be a cheap ass tipper. Yeah, maybe tip tip ten percent. Yeah, know? maybe you don't dye your hair either, huh? I'm joking. There's some good dyed hair out there, right? There's some. I mean, Rodman did it well. I give it credit. In terms of uh, fashion, uh, you know, and making a statement, he was actually probably. I don't know if anyone will ever top Iverson. Iverson looked like someone spent six hours on his hair every fucking day and made it into a new style. Like and just like Spreewell had Spreewell did something similar. Yeah. yeah, they just get the, like the the ghetto chick to like go in there and like. You know, do a, probably his mom just go in there and do a weave or something every day. I have no idea, but football. Any fashion statements in football, Dion? I mean, prime time was up there. Prime time had a talent for like looking completely ostentatious, like Prince Ali Ababa in, a, in yeah. Aladdin. You know, yeah, yeah. where there's just so much going on, but at the same time, like he looks like he put no effort into it. He's like chains unbuckled. He's got like his gold chain that he like forgot to take off and he's like helmets unbuckled. His gloves aren't strapped. Like here's one for you though. Chris Sabo. You know who that is? Baseball player. Yeah. Uh, what about him? 
He had some fashion statements because he was wearing the thick Rex specs. He was a baller though for the Reds for a little bit there, and the, he played for my Orioles for a little bit. I'm sad that the uh, Rex specs have gone out of style. <laughs> I am too. There used to be a, a defensive back on the Broncos named Wyman Henderson that rocked it pretty, pretty, pretty solid, pretty solid too. Is Taco Fall wearing the uh, Rex? Yeah, he is wearing something like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know he's I mean? not wearing the full like goggly Rex. How come there's not as much? Because the people went to contact lenses, huh? They yeah. really caught on. Huh? All right. Well, and they went away from the like. Overly like tacky. Bro, it's look, a up, more look, look up Chris Sabo, right. Cincinnati Reds. I mean, tell me he doesn't have like he had he had some some pretty cool. Oh yeah, those those are solid. Yeah. I mean, these look like gym class ones because yeah. he's got it's like clear yeah, clear all good. around. All right, all right, how about this? Check out Carney Lansford. Carney Lansford, Oakland A's. You know, name alone, this guy should be fucking in the Hall of Fame. He. <laughs> He just had like a thick pair of glasses. I don't think they were Rex specs at all. <laughs> yeah. Dude, what is he rocking here? This dude is Yeah, this dude is wearing reading like spectacles. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's great about the 80s. Look. Yeah. I mean, that's just hilarious. It this looks like Mike like, Holmgren. All right. It's like every dad in the 80s, right? A mullet, <laughs> a little like m- handlebar mustache and some fucking reading glasses. So fashion wise, I mean, look, the, when did the pitching like beard thing catch on? I find that annoying. Uh, the beard is that every big? pitcher in baseball is like this beard. Yeah. There was a, a moment there in like the uh, late nineties to early two thousands when everyone went to like the, uh, the flowing locks of baseball players. Like everyone wanted to be like little golden sunshine boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty, pretty fruity. Uh, um, you know what? Fashion wise, I'm going to go out and say one Joe Theismann. Last to, to last non kicker to, wear the, the, to wear the with the one bar. I mean, in terms of genius, you know, total thug. Yeah, total I fucking mean, thug. <laughs> I mean, look. I mean, there's not many. It's like someone that ke- keeps like Ironhead had the uh, the yeah. true the true bar down on the face mask. Yeah, that's gone out of style. Why is that gone out of style? Can we get that back? Well, you know what it was <laughs> because you go cross eyed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're holding is your that, finger. Is that right a right fact? From, yeah, <laughs> I, I remember everyone. Uh, we it was a rite of passage back in the day where you had to wear that face mask because it was like eighty percent of the face masks on the team, <laughs> yeah, at least that, in youth football, yeah. were that one. Yeah, and I was like, dude, this is an a terrible. What about it, the plastic face masks era? Like having Ooh, like, like uh, Greg uh, Lloyd, World League of Football, yeah. anything. Greg Lloyd loved that shit. Yeah, he did. I feel like Lomas Brown. Uh, they were the so Lions also. They were so tacky. It what, looked like a Lego what, what helmet. What they thinking that you're still hitting a helmet? How did those not break more often? That's a good question. I mean, Greg it's Lloyd super was hitting thick people. plastic, but you it looks like hollow almost. Yeah. Like who knows? My dog's making a bunch of noise. Broadway Joe is the fashion oh, king. Bar- Broadway Joe wears a fucking uh, mink suit. Mink suit. Of- Dude, when you look at it, like. Uh, Coming from me, like growing up in like the eight and really growing up in the nineties, like if you weren't wearing like a teal, like zip up, like, you know, sweatsuit or like whatever, mm-hmm. like a uh, windbreaker, like Carolina Panther style, I thought you were dorky. And so when I looked at like Joe Namath, like wearing a mink suit, I was like, oh, what are you? It's not like cool. It's not like fast, you know? And then I look back at it now. I'm like, this motherfucker was wearing 
um, like probably ten thousand dollar mink, <laughs> yeah, coat on the sideline, and and he probably he probably is the reason why the rule got changed. Yeah, what a fucking boss! I would bet, I would bet that that was probably the beginning. But I will say, our guy Jerry Glanville, Glanville swagging, kind of kind of had it, kind of had it together. I mean, look at this, look at this card. Oh man, back in black all day long, dude. I mean, this guy, even this shit. Who's <laughs> <laughs> a Dude, the yeah, belt, belt buckle. buckle. Belt, belt buckle. buckle. Jesus, can't even talk with drinking. Um, I just want a coach like that, like Bob Phillips. You don't think they they allow that anymore, huh? Like they can't well, do the I cowboy know. hat. They can't. They don't. They don't give him shit. But they don't even let him do a suit. Because I thought Gibbs got in trouble for wearing like a hat when he was second stint with the Redskins. Is that right? I thought he wore something that was not uh, the NFL like. Yeah. Apparel. I think it was NFL technically apparel, but it wasn't the brand. Like I think it had to be Nike or Adidas or something. Right. Whoever like this shit is. That's bullshit. It is bullshit. Just bring it back. Give the game personality. It got too ridiculous. Yeah. So anyone else? Who who do you think is tops? Then the worst. I still think David Robinson is the worst. (laughs) Ewing knee pads. Ewing's knee pads always thought were low key kind of cool. There was the double (laughs) knee pad that like he also had the Ewing shoes. (laughs) <laughs> which are amazing, dude. Uh, they're like releasing those in like Ace different Ventura. colorways now. Yeah, the Ace, Ace Ventura, Ventura style uh, Ewing's pretty amazing. <laughs> Probably uh, wondering what the fuck you're listening to right now, but I, I'm just talking about know, fashion is a big part of sports, baby. Yeah. You, you want to look at something and say, okay, those guys are fucking cool. Yeah, you know? exactly. I honestly think it's it's a big factor in for the NBA whether they'll let a team win or not. If your uniforms look tacky, guess what? You guess you just punched yourself a second round exit from the well, fucking NBA. Playoffs. Fucked up by putting the sponsors on the jerseys, like Bumble on the Clippers jerseys. Yeah, it's subtle enough, you know, that it doesn't, but it draws enough attention to be tacky a little bit. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like the moves. All right. Yeah, the, I'm not trying to see basketball with like NASCAR style, right. of like Screed. a tie dye t shirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right, exactly. Fucking nonsense. You guys make enough money. Chill the fuck out. What about Jim McMahon had swag? Jim McMahon had a lot of swag. <laughs> Jim McMahon had a vis- a dark visor for a quarterback. Yeah. Has there ever been like you know Dan McGuire, uh, Mark yeah. McGuire's brother yeah. had that? San Diego State. Did he ever Seahawks. fucking start? He did a little bit. I think in the NFL, a little bit, yeah. But no one more than uh, yeah. McMahon. McMahon was he had the, the neck band. He had a headband and a neck. Well, band. and he also played for cool. I feel like the uniforms he played for. Yeah. Okay, you had the Bears. Yeah. He played for the Packers. Played for the Eagles. He played for the Browns and the Cardinals. Jeez. Like those are uniforms that were pretty. I did not realize Jim McMahon played on all those teams. Chargers also. Chargers. Good lord. What was he on each look, of them? Look like at the swag. A Go- game? Do a Google image Jim McMahon Chargers. Jim McMahon Chargers. With the visor, it's like, come on. This guy's killing it, <laughs> man. The visor matches the helmet. You're probably wondering what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> this is the college experience. Welcome. Got dude, my dog barking in the he's background. He's an ugly, ugly dude. Dude, he got he got a lot of pussy. He he. Th- someone explained to me him at BYU. How did that happen? <laughs> this guy he shows up to Chicago Bears training camp with a thirty pack of Coors Light. <laughs> but you're telling me this guy was at BYU, dude? Something doesn't make sense. This guy is swinging big dick energy yeah. all oh, over man, the place. Look at that. Oh, he didn't have the. Did he not have the visor in San Diego? No. The sunniest of all the cities. All right, he needed it for no, a cold. Oh, there. oh my gosh, dude, he's a fucking yeah. That's a beautiful. He's sight. a ninja. 
He he's he's definitely far ahead of. He's definitely the him and Namath's most swag for a quarterback, right? Yeah, yeah. I think no, they, no, you don't you don't think you go uh, Vic or anything or ooh yeah Cunningham. No, Vic kills everyone. Vic looks so fucking smooth on the field. He was like Iverson in that. It was more almost more Joe of Namath like a, wore a mink suit on the sideline. That's true. Where Vic was like a hip hop icon almost on the yeah. field at the same time. Namus was just a, a swag icon altogether. Yeah. You know, it was just the cockiness. Like a sex symbol. Yeah, basically yeah. a sex symbol, yeah. symbol on the yeah. sideline. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love him. Yeah, what about your boy Tommy Tom Brady? Uh you know, they've it, I explained this to my brother. The number 12 to me is the quintessential quarterback number. You know, it's obviously been worn by grades. To me, the number 12 is it's unassuming. You know, it's an even number. It's kind of plain Jane, but okay. it's, it's like Johnny, the kid, it's Johnny football. It, I, I thought maybe 16 was kind of that number two or 14. You it's, know? They're all in the same thing, but enough guys have worn number 12 where I feel like that's, that's the one, you know? And it also makes me think, you're a 12 year old kid and your football is still pure to you. And like, you know, okay. I don't know. You're just like, you know, you you're at that age where it's, it's, it's perfect. And Tom Brady, they kind of bastardized it with him. They turned him into, they, they played on it too much. They got these fucking pictures in GQ magazine with this cleft thing. He's sitting in like a yeah. red, uh, cherry red fucking, uh, Ford Mustang throwback. I'm like, all right, do that. You're overdoing it. You're wearing like a letter jacket. Like, dude, you're fucking 35 years old. Like, you know, yeah, we get it. You're, you're the all American, but they killed it. It should be, you know? Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, what about uh, Dexter Carter? He's gotta be up there, right? Dexter. Car- he was swagging. He was swagging. that was Florida state, man. Yeah. Those Florida Ricky state waters teams. had some, some swag too. Yeah, dude. The nineties was packed full of, it, although I'm going to say this no one's ever going to top primetime. I think he's the swaggiest uh, athlete that ever lived uh, out bigger than football. You're saying hmm? bigger than football. Bigger. You're saying all sports, all sports. Yeah. Wow. Muhammad Ali. Wasn't that swaggy? Kind of just normal. Okay. This was Tyson was super swaggy with like the fucking super black, everything. What about, uh, what about Prince, uh, Prince Nassim Ahmed, yeah. uh, that dude swagged. That dude swagged pretty hard. <laughs> Credit where it's due. Even though he's an annoying fuck, that dude could. His entrances were second to none. Or my guy, I was a big fan of this boxer, Johnny Tapia. Yeah, he had some swag. I remember I the like. name? I didn't realize okay. uh, he was a. Uh, those boxers, they go hard. Well, he was actually just a badass dude. I just feel like he, but he definitely could play the role of like a little bit of a villain. Yeah, hot shot. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. All right, I don't know what the fuck we're talking about, huh? Where's Kevin McHale's bowl cut in that? <laughs> Kevin McCaskill. Yeah. Talk about a dude that could be your next door neighbor or your uncle. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how did he make the NBA? <laughs> right. And then dominate it. <laughs> yeah. And then be amazing. Um, check us out. We did week 14 college football last year or last week, not last episode. Jesus. So now we're going to dive into our predictions, conference championships. And I went through and I, Found out what we had, Petty C. And I haven't even seen this yet, folks. Yeah, this so is what's great. Colby's tallied up the free. results, and I'm going to now learn at the same time you are. I can tell you that our mid-majors were, like, pretty on on par with each other. Okay. All right? 
Um, I'll start off with the Mac. So in case you don't know, if in case you weren't yeah. along for the ride, we have projected for the last 14 episodes. Yeah. Week by week, every game in the college football season. That's right. We have talked about for the most part, unless it was like an FCS shit fest, but we have, we still marked that with a win, whether who we thought who would win now in, in the, uh, interest of, you know, full disclosure here. Um, these were looked at, at in a bit of a vacuum. Yeah. Meaning we didn't for well, that, every team get to look at their full schedule while we're going game to game. Exactly. We're going like, okay, there's, so there probably is going to be some variation from, there is going to be some crazy stuff here. Yeah. Okay. I'll say that. And that's why I take this with a grain of salt, because I don't think I agree with what, so we, we picked every game. Um, what without, really looking. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm not, I didn't pull up like, okay, let's go through North Texas's schedule. Where could they lose? No, we went week by week pre-gaming every game or picking every yeah, game. Yeah. And, and we're not accounting for, okay, right off the top Syracuse. I know is going to stand out. Yes. And when the pressure gets that high, First, can they, can, can they sustain, can they win those big games, which I would assume would be no, you know, based on yeah. their history, but on a week by week basis, it just we, turns we out them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. their favorite most of the time, as you'll see. Okay. So, so we have the same Mac championships. All right. Started off with the Mac. We have Toledo against Ohio. Surprisingly, I thought maybe uh, I, 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 when I was number crunching here, um, it comes down to, I think this Northern, we both almost have Northern Illinois in. Northern Illinois, Buffalo, and Western Michigan are all on the cusp. Yeah. But we both have Toledo and Ohio. Mm-hmm. I, I, this was not really shocking to me because I feel like this is actually uh yeah, probably the two yeah, best we teams. Both, uh, they have multiple losses, each team. So it's yeah, not like Northern Illinois is right there. Yeah. They could easily take either spot, but uh, both teams are good. I mean, they may have even been the teams we picked last year, to be honest. Could be, could be. I mean, so, it, the, the mid majors, especially the bottom three conferences, not that shocking. Sunbelt, Appalachia State against Troy. App State, both of those teams sustaining success and, and the fact that they play each other. Yeah. Bit surprising that no one else like gets well, a Georgia from that. Southern was close, but Georgia Southern's in App's division. Okay. That, and they lose straight up. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not a complete shock there. Those are both two of the better teams, even with new coaches. Yeah. Uh, that that that's the only shocking part is the new coaches and like that you think someone might be able to emerge like Georgia Southern's had consistency on their coaching front for a while right and they're right there that factors you know what I mean uh, conference USA we did have different teams what I have Marshall and UAB playing in the conference USA championship Marshall and UAB in the conference USA championship okay I could see UAB I'm a little skeptical about Marshall well who's gonna come out of that side. Because you have Florida Atlantic, and we don't even know about DeAndre Francois right now. That's true. <laughs> you have you have uh, Florida Atlantic against North Texas. Turns out that UAB North Texas game in week uh, the final week of the season is uh, is the, for the for is, the for the division. Yeah, yeah, and it turns out also probably I don't know how um, great I had Marshall, but didn't they play FAU on the final week? No, Marshall played Florida International. The final uh, week. Florida International. But that's what I'm saying. So you ha- these are the the front runners for that uh, side of that conference is Marshall, Florida International, Florida Atlantic, and then maybe maybe you take a shot on Old Dominion. 
Yeah, they're pushing. Or I mean, Middle Tennessee. Well, they they won it last year, so yeah, probably should be up there. Um, they lose their quarterback though. They're but I don't know. Not much to talk really. I mean, on on I mean, well, obviously a lot of your shit's pending on DeAndre Francois where he ends up going. Yeah, that's a huge factor. But I'm starting from the worst conferences to the best. I was surprised that uh, the lane train. I have him winning as much as I do. I wasn't super high on him. <laughs> uh, you were. You had losses for all of them. It was a shit fest of it. Yeah, a bit of a bit of a carnage. Internal I did carnage. not write down the exact records on on the all the teams there. Okay, I, I do as some as we as we get further along. Mountain West, we went predictable, which is surprising because we have Boise State in in the second to last week of the season losing at Utah State. Mm-hmm. Both of us did, but Boise State still gets the the bid because, because Utah State we have losing to Fresno State and yeah. I believe was it San Diego State? I, I don't have it all in front of me, but we both have Boise State at eleven and one. That's not surprising. I think that's probably yeah. the correct move, especially well, with Utah if State. If they beat Florida State week one, man. If they be, well, then it, depending on if Florida State can really turn it around, that game could end up meaning more for Boise mm-hmm. in terms of punching their ticket to uh, certainly a New Year's Six uh, game. But they're, they're not going to unless Florida State wins the ACC. That's not going to help them get into the Invitational. Yeah. Um, Okay, now I have Fresno State at ten and two, losing to uh, USC and then losing or at USC and at San Diego State. You have Fresno State at eleven one as well. Wow. So, Boise and Fresno for what would, would likely really be... help their strength strength of schedule for the winner of that game. Yeah. Um, are we picking the winners right now, or are we just going over the two teams? I mean, you can feel. F- Feel free to just talk about it. We're going to dive much more into it over the next few weeks, but I'm saying you can, what do you think off the top of your head right there? Should we go back and do the other ones on who we think? Uh, Toledo right now, based on this, yeah. I don't know that I fully agree with all of these. Yeah. Toledo, Ohio. Like we said, take it with the grain of salt folks. We're going to get our official, official picks in later. Well, because we weren't looking exactly at the schedules of the teams as an entire, there's going to be some variation. We weren't looking at back to back away games. We weren't looking at, uh, by things that we've statistically pointed out are major factors in a team's ability to navigate their schedule. But Toledo and Ohio, I will say that finally Solich is going to ride off into the sunset. He hasn't won a Mac championship. He's been to the championship. Hasn't won a MAC championship there. This is the year. I'm with you. You said Nathan Fine, is it? No, Mason Fine. That's North Texas. Yeah. Uh, Nathan uh, Rourke. Nathan Rourke. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sunbelt, I will say App State beats Troy, just like I predicted. What's interesting if they played in this game is that they, they play the final week of the season. So right. they play two weeks in a row. And so I've got the same matchup there? Yeah. Well, I don't know what would make it any different for me. I guess I'd have to ride Troy again there. Well, uh, this one wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't be, be at Troy. Troy. I think it would actually be at Troy. Even still, winning two weeks in a row well, is tough. Yeah, it's very tough. Very tough. Two times in the same season, let alone two weeks in a row. Yeah. Uh, this ain't this isn't no New Mexico State Liberty. Right. Come on. All right. Uh Marshall UAB for me. I will say I am gonna ride with UAB to get it done. That's a shout out to our guy. And also I believe they're the better coach team. I think that's uh, if I had those two teams, that's what I would pick too. You have Florida Atlantic and North Texas. 
again, massively depends on DeAndre Francois. That said, I would lean North Texas here. Okay. Seth yeah. Luttrell, he he's gonna leave after that, right? He, you gotta think he's the next head coach at like somewhere. He's gonna get yeah. a look somewhere. I gotta be. What what power fives? Where's his uh coaching background so far? Leach. Uh he was uh I think with Leach at Texas Tech, I think. Okay. Yeah. And then where was he? Or maybe or I don't pull up Seth Latrell. Was he at Oklahoma? Because he went to OU. So maybe that was his uh, maybe he was a stoops guy? So Big Twelve country. I'm sure the next step for him might be uh, uh um if, if Gundy leaves Oklahoma State. Well, do you think he would jump straight up to the uh, Big Twelve? Okay, so here's what we got. AAC maybe. Uh, played at Oklahoma. Um, Kansas as a graduate assistant, 2002 to 2004. Uh, Those next good years because Mangino yeah. was from Oklahoma. Yep. Yeah. Uh, spent three years at Texas Tech as the running backs coach under okay. Leach, I'm assuming. Yep. Um, 2009, Arizona. 2009 through 2011. Arizona. Was it? Was Rich Rod there during those years? I think so. Okay. No, no, no. That might have been. No, that's Stoops. Stoops. That's okay. Stoops. Yep. Stoops' brother, yeah. Makes sense. Then uh, Indiana for a couple years. North Carolina. Well, he was there at Indiana with Kevin Wilson because he had Oklahoma ties. All he's this has gotten really... some good like exposure, yeah. but it's all tied together. So yeah. wherever a fucking stoops is, basically, yeah, you or might. Mangino, see. Oklahoma. Right, someone Kevin in the Wilson, coaching Oklahoma. tree of uh, yeah. of the stoops. Yeah, you know, but North so. Carolina though, Fedora, Fedora might have Oklahoma ties. Yeah, that makes sense. I think he, I don't know, maybe. Fedora, where was he before? He was uh, at Southern Miss as a head coach. And he did really good at Southern he's Miss. He's a Texas guy, right? Yeah, I thought he was, I thought he was the OC of like Oklahoma State, maybe? Good question. Either way. Yeah. I think North Texas is probably the slightly better team here. Latrell's done a good job. You can see very well that he's got quite an offensive uh, coaching pedigree there to at least or associations. Okay. Now, so this is different for me though, because I have Fresno with two losses, which means that game would be held in Boise. Mm. Now Fresno won that game this year in Boise in the mountain West championship in overtime. I would have to guess that would be the exception as opposed to the rule. Well, they had lost in the regular season at Boise, man. But I, I think I would take Boise to win. I don't think two years in a row you beat them in Boise. You know, I think uh, Fresno is a slightly better team, but if it's in Boise, even still, like. Especially you got cold weather. Yeah. Boise's cold as shit around that time That's of year. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I, I would, but, well, yeah. for you, it would have to go to a tiebreaker because you have both at, at both teams at 11 and 1. Actually, I think Fres- it would be played in Fresno because. You have Fresno's 11 and 1, and their one loss would be to USC. Give me the fucking Bulldogs then. There you go. There you go. Uh, AAC. We both have UCF at 12 and 0. Yeah. For what? The third year in a row? Yeah. Third year in a row, regular season. Now, I'll say this. I was reviewing that, and I was a little bit shocked because I thought, I, for some reason, I thought I had them losing at Cincinnati because it's late October. Yeah. That game scares me. Warm weather kids don't do well in cold weather. That's true. We need that day. If you're a UCF fan, you're going to want that day to be hot. I mean, not even like 
like hot. Just don't have it super cold because if it's super cold, yeah. Ask uh, Miami that, what a trip to Cincinnati's yeah. like. I mean, I think you look at across. Yeah, my whether it's Cincinnati, whether it's Pittsburgh, my, Miami, you yeah, know, that's true. Um, I think Florida State and even Clemson, even though Clemson's loss was at uh, Syracuse, but I'm saying that I, I, they've played certain games, maybe not uh, the past two years, but over over the course of 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 me following college football. Yeah, if they played at Boston College or something, when they rarely do venture up north, it yeah. rarely ends well for them. How's that been? I feel like Notre Dame comes down to Clemson, plays them. Notre Dame comes down to Florida State and plays them. Yeah, they, who are the teams that have? I mean, Florida State went up to they did go Notre up, Dame right? and then they got they got slapped. Um, but that was Florida State when they were down, so it wasn't a marquee game. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame's hosted like I want to say they're hosting Virginia and Virginia Tech this year. Or maybe that was last year. No, this year. This, this year, year they are. Yeah. So, I mean, just not marquee games, you know? Yeah. Uh, so we both have UCF 12 and 0. I have UCF. The West is a little wild to me. <laughs> I have Houston at eight and four getting in because of the tiebreaker on Memphis. Eight and four. Yeah. I don't know that this is going to happen. I, I don't know that UCF is going to go 12 and 0. Another one. They have carnage. UCF plays at Pitt. And they also get Stanford. So, I mean, there's, and they get Houston in Orlando. Yeah. They're, uh, it's a a harder road than, than, uh, they don't have Mackenzie Milton. There's a lot of questions there, but eight and four Houston. So look, I have eight and four Houston, eight and four Memphis, seven and five Tulane all right there. And you had Houston beating Memphis for the, uh, division in the regular season, Houston, because it's in Houston. Gotcha. 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 I mean, that's a good, that's a damn good, uh, bowl game. I mean, uh, conference championship UCF and Houston. It'll be the second time they played each other this year too. If that, if that worked out the way you have them playing Memphis, cause you have Memphis at 10 and two. Wow. Strangely high on the tigers. Um, okay. All right. All right. Um, this game would be played in at central Florida. I, yeah. I would have to assume yeah. It's all going to depend on quarterback play. Assuming Hypo can get his guys ready, you'd have to assume UCF gets this one done too. Thirteen and zero—that would be a pretty. I just don't know without Mackenzie Milton if they can do that. Yeah, that's uh, that's four or five hard games. There if Brandon Wimbish gets to start, you can you can bet on them throwing away a game or two on interceptions. Yeah, and incompletions. Um. All right, now we go to the Pac-12. I didn't rate this by conference because I can tell you this right now, Patty C. If we were reading football conferences this year, mm-hmm. I would have the SEC or the Big Ten number one. They're right. They're really. I think SEC probably has more elite, top-heavy teams. Mm-hmm. But the Big Ten is deeper to me. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, sounds right. So I would probably say, let's say SEC one, Big Ten two. Uh, I would have the Pac-12 as the third best conference in college football this year. Okay. Preseason style. My fourth would be the Big 12. My fifth would be the ACC because the ACC is a lot of question marks this year. Yeah, the ACC is kind of trash. You have, well, Florida State and Miami have been shitty lately, essentially. Yeah. You got unproven coaches. You got Mac, a Mac is Brown higher. product yet. You got Virginia Tech kind of trending down. Yeah. Uh, NC State's replacing a lot, even though they've been trending up lately. Yeah, the entire coastal is yeah. even Steven. So I have it as the worst of the Power Five conferences. What do you think about that? Would you? What do you think about the, that that order? Um, 
The only thing that concerns me about putting the Pac-12 over the Big 12 is the title contender <clears throat> where Washington, I guess, with Easton, if he's playing well, might be that team. Uh-huh. The schedule's hard, and really, so they're even questionable. And then with but there's uh, no Kansas. The Big 12, you have two. There is no Kansas. And, and, and even the, the question marks of like, I think the reason why I have the Pac-12. Although we're going to see what Les Miles can do. But. Yeah, and I'm excited to check that out. But the reason why I have the Pac-12 higher than the Big, the Big 12 this year at this point, Matt Wells is coming into Texas Tech, overhauling a pass-happy offense, yeah. going to power football more so. Yeah. I mean, a little spread, I guess, but more so of a running coach. Sure. You got less miles coming into Kansas, which you think could, I mean things could only go up, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, you have uh, Snyder's gone at K State, right? Again, that's probably a positive move. But in year one, I wonder how fast can you implement your system it's get true. those things going. That's true. You know, that's uh, a fair point. Uh, West Virginia's coach, you know, Holgerson leaves for the AAC. They bring in Neil Brown, They'll which is overhauling a, that system. Yeah, take a step down for sure. So that's why I think that that. I kind of rated like the, the, the second tier of those teams that would yeah. normally up Support there. there. Yeah. yeah. They're kind of, yeah. Questionable. Whereas I feel like we've already got that year out of the way last year with the pac 12. The pac 12 is fucking solid. Well, well, last year they had a lot of first year coaches, right? They had someone in Arizona. They had Herm Edwards, Arizona state crystal ball in Oregon, uh, UCLA, you know, yeah, with Chip, uh, Kelly. Chip Kelly. So, so now I feel like they've kind of established themselves, you know, even though Chip Kelly had a bad first year, I especially some of those coaches are darn good coaches that are, yeah. they have gotten that year out of the way. Yeah. You know? So, so it'll be interesting to see even Jonathan Smith at Oregon state. You know, I thought he had a solid first year considering what he was walking that's into. That's a good point. That's a good point. So that's why I haven't rated as the third best conference. Um, Patty C we have Washington at 12 and 0, both of us. They have a tough schedule. We but have it, Washington at 12. And it out. breaks well for them. They play hard teams, but they get most of them in an advantageous situation. Let me ask you this. Yeah. I know there's a bias and East, like, uh, you know, we grew up on the East coast and I feel like we, I've always felt that there was a bias against the Pac-12 because they play very late. And I feel like half the audience doesn't watch half the people. Yeah. And the perception of the conference is outside of USC. They have no real title contenders. Oregon for as close as they got, you know, was never really even looked at as more than a gimmick kind of team. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, my point here is that uh, if Washington goes 12 and 0 and loses in the Pac-12 championship, there's no way they'd get in, right? If they go, if Washington goes 12 and 0 and loses in the Pac-12 championship. Yeah. yeah you would have to think that the committee would very likely favor uh, a two loss SEC team, you know? Yeah. Which I think would be unfortunate. Well, because here's the deal: is Washington would be twelve and zero, and I have them playing Utah at ten and two. Now they beat. I have Washington beating Utah in the regular season in Seattle. Yeah. However, this game would be in the middle of California. Are they playing at Levi's? I think it's Levi. I don't think they moved to Vegas yet. I think it's Levi. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, a it's hard to beat a team twice. It's a true neutral location. Yeah. Um. If Utah was to somehow pull, pull that upset, which I think it certainly happened. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think they would be robbed after going 12 and 0 in the regular <sighs> season. You got to win. You got to win when it counts. That's bullshit, though, dude, because if you look at their schedule, it's a tougher schedule than yeah. a lot of, like, the, compare that to Well, certainly schedule. if they, yeah. like, get replaced by a 11 and 2 Georgia team, you know, after they go 12 and 1 and run 
just as tough a schedule. Yeah. Then it's, and especially if, well, either way, it's not conference championship. So I say they should stick to that fucking formula. If they're going to do it, you know, if there's going to be any question, you can't have a, a non-conference champion in there. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I've always stated that uh, you can't have anyone that doesn't play for the championship game. Right. In you've there. Had, you've had a chance to win it on the field. Yeah. And you, you, you and didn't you take failed. care of business. Yeah. Now, uh, so look, I have Washington at 12 and 0 in the North. My second place team is Washington state at nine and three. And due to tiebreakers, I had a couple teams at nine and three. They were the second place team, right? You have your second place team is Oregon at 10 and two. Yeah. You got the ducks on the over, by the way, I think their win totals at quack, nine and a half. Fucking quack, baby. Uh, now you have Utah winning the Pac-12 South, despite them losing at USC. You have Utah at nine and three. Okay. You have USC right on their tail at eight and four. Mm-hmm. Um, I have USC at seven and five. Hmm. But however, I have the USC at seven and five and still second place in that division is is a shit show. I have everyone at six and six, wow. seven and five. You know? Um hashtag carnage. Clay Helton is fired if he goes seven and five. Yeah. If he goes eight and four, I still think he might be fired. Yeah. But uh it'll be interesting because you have USC losing at Colorado. I, I do as well late in the year. Uh if that upset doesn't happen, then USC would be tied with Utah and for you, they would have the tiebreaker. Now I have Utah winning in Los Angeles mm-hmm. in week three. So uh, interesting. Who would you take in that game? Well, first off, who would you take in UCF? Uh, you have UCF Memphis. I have UCF Houston. I would say, I would say UCF gets it done. It's in the bounce house. Yeah, I agree with you. I think UCF. Uh, I mean, Holgerson twice. That would be twice they'd have to beat. Here's the thing, Holgerson has probably similar talent that UCF has at Houston right now. And then maybe, maybe not quite as much, but pretty, pretty well, close. he's got a more solid quarterback position. Cause Derek King has already proven himself to be nasty. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you put in the fact that like, he'll have had an entire year to get his guys ready by the end of that season. He might be ready to pull that up. Yeah. They, 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 they could definitely pull it upset. Right. Depending on how, uh, you know what? I mean, UCF such a, uh, a wild card this year because if, if they don't get solid quarterback play, they could drop down. They could just, lose three or four games. Yeah. 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 Um, you have UCF Memphis. You have UCF getting that done then, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Pac-12. So, so now we have Utah and against our 12 and 0 Washington. I'll still call for Washington. If Washington gets this far. Oh man, that's a dangerous game though, dude. I could see Utah, Utah fucking with them. Last year it was 10 to three. Yeah. That's a that's a slugfest. Maybe this is the year though, with Eason. Yeah, Peterson. I'm gonna call for Washington. I I don't agree that they're. I mean, I have them going 12 and 0, so I can't. But I have to I can't see them schedule. doing that in the, in in actuality. I figure they drop at least one in yeah. that process. Yeah. But to have them in a position to be a playoff contender, an invitational mm-hmm. uh, attendee, then. We, uh, I, I can definitely see that. I can see them tw- uh, 12 and one after this, um, championship game. I do see them beating Utah again. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next up. But before we get there, I want to say that the college experience on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is now offering their own NFL super contest. Each week you make five picks against the spread. 
$100,000 prize minimum guaranteed for first place. Every dollar they receive as an entry fee will go into the prize pot. Yep. You heard it here first. No vig. The entry fee is only a hundred dollars. Mybookie.ag backslash super contest is to secure your spot. When you do make sure that you use the promo code SGP 50 to claim your 50% deposit bonus today. Patty C. They got a motto over there. You play, you win, you get paid over at mybookie.ag. Woo! Exactly. Once again, that's promo code SGP 50. My dog's passed out. Let's get through this so we can pass out. You know, we're in the middle of the night here. Are you shocked about the Washington thing? I was pretty shocked about it. I didn't think I had him going 12 and 0. That's that's the whole thing of looking at a schedule in a vacuum. Yeah. They're they're the best team in the Pac-12 and they're one of the best few teams in the country. So, you know, they should be favored. But as of right now, we have so the college football season would end. We have UCF 12 and 0 or 13 and 0 and Washington 13 and 0. Ooh. Okay. Well, is it going to be? If that was the case, UCF would be thirty-eight and one in their last thirty-nine games, and still probably not getting a single yeah. invite. Wow. <laughs> and uh, their one game they lost by it was a one-possession game to LSU with the freshman quarterback starting his second game. Man, UCF still, uh, still, still carrying the torch for the the college experience. Yeah, yeah exactly, man. We got and even Boise. Check us out. We have Boise at eleven and one. You have Fresno at eleven and one. So I mean. If if Fresno upsets USC game week one, you have Fresno being twelve and zero. Yeah. If Bo- if Boise uh, doesn't lose at Utah State the second to last week of the season, they'll yeah. be twelve and zero. Those are both completely reasonable records for both of those programs. Yeah, historically speaking, I don't know about Fresno. They've usually gotten to like eleven and one or ten yeah. and two, but yeah. Boise's gone run the yeah. table several for a times. Long time. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like twenty years now. Yeah. All right, uh, this is where it's going to get even more shocking for you, buddy, because uh, the Big 12 is up, mm-hmm. and I I have in my, the number one seed what in the you Big got? 12, I have the Cyclones of Iowa State at oh, 11, wow. and, 11 and 1. Oh, wow. That can't be true. It can't I don't, happen. I don't believe it. It can't happen. I mean, they won nine last year, I think. Yeah. They're getting better. And they started a freshman quarterback last year. This There's, guy Purdy is a baller, but I mean, I, I still don't think they can go 11 and one. Where's the Oklahoma game being played? That's the one loss I have them having in Norman In Norman. Okay. Although Campbell's one and zero in Norman, right? Uh, now check us out. My two seed. So meaning who they play in the championship since there's no divisions is Texas at 11 and one. Now I have Texas beating LSU in week two. And I have Texas beating Oklahoma in the Red River Shootout. That's very possible. Texas's one loss comes to in Ames, so that's why Iowa State would have the tiebreaker and would be hosting the Big Twelve Championship game. Well, no, I, it's in no, Dallas. It's in Dallas. That's right. Which which I would favor Texas greatly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now, what's shocking is for that I have originally I thought Oklahoma would beat Texas in the Big Twelve Championship. Yeah, uh, but I didn't realize I had oh, Iowa State going eleven and one, getting bounced. Oh wow. I have Oklahoma losing to Texas in the Red River shootout. Yeah. And then in Bedlam. Uh, taking an L there. Taking an L in, in Stillwater. Oh, man. Yeah. God, I would love I would love Oklahoma State to knock Oklahoma out of a yeah. championship. So that would be very interesting. So here's what's here's where it gets funny, though, buddy, is that uh, you have your one seed is Oklahoma 11 and one. Yeah. With their one loss being the final week of the season to Gundy. Mm-hmm. Your two seed, you have Iowa State going eleven and one. <laughs> you have Texas going nine and three. 
Yeah. So Iowa State, even if they were to lose one more game, would still be in the driver's seat to play for the Big Twelve. That's, Big 12 well, championship. that's true because I have them beating Texas outright, right? Yeah, me, we both do. In and I got Texas losing to LSU, which wouldn't be a conference game. But, but you also have Texas losing to Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is it that far fetched to think? Uh, I mean, eleven and one seems pretty bad. Ten and two is still a stretch. I mean, they went, if they went nine, they went nine last year, I think, or, or I think they won nine last year. Yeah. That means, oh, what's one more win? <laughs> right, 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 right. Campbell is he would he would have to be national that would coach be of the year. Amazing. I, there's no way though. There's no way that this is gonna happen, right? No, 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 no. It's no. gonna be Texas and Oklahoma, right? Very, very likely. But I really feel like Iowa State, I like Iowa State to be Texas in Ames. What right? about Iowa State versus Oklahoma State? It's in Ames. It's in Ames. The cornfields, baby, are going to see now what gain a new level of mystique. Where and we scariness. might have fucked ourselves though is I think in week four. Iowa State plays at Baylor, and we both just said Iowa State. That could be the one. Sleeping on rule. That could yeah. be the the one right there. I don't know. I think Iowa State is way ahead of uh, Real Baylor right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, consistency. Can they? They could lay it down. Right. That, right. That's where it's going to get caught. That's where they're going to get caught. Anyway, that, that was fascinating to me. Okay, so so I have Iowa State and Texas, and if they were to play, I would take Texas to win in Dallas. Yeah, and I would take Oklahoma and Dallas as well. Wouldn't that be crazy if Iowa State ended up in the fucking playoffs? No, that'd be amazing. That would be amazing. <laughs> they would almost probably they would do everything in their power to make sure they did. Yeah, that. they would find a loophole somehow. Yeah. Okay. Big Ten. Uh, we both. Oh, this is interesting, actually. For for we both have Michigan going eleven and one. Okay. Right. You have Penn State in second place at ten and two. But. But, Same division, but and we have the one loss to Michigan. Yeah, is Penn State gotcha. in Happy Valley, which makes it really compelling because if Michigan was to lose one more, yeah, yeah, then Penn State would have the tiebreaker, and then yeah, Penn chaos. State would get the uh, we get yeah. the nod. I have Penn State with three losses, so I see. I have Michigan eleven and one. I have Ohio State at ten and two. Yeah, you have Ohio State with three losses. Yeah, buddy. There you go. So maybe wishful thinking here, but <laughs> Cincinnati, Nebraska, Michigan. Yeah, buddy. That's that's giving them that Penn State game. Yeah. Which they'll probably win. Actually, I think you had it at four. I didn't I didn't note it here. I think you had Northwestern beating Ohio State as well. Really? Yeah. I think that's a stupid pick. <laughs> yeah. We did I would go back and I would change that pick right now. Uh okay, so so in the West. I have Nebraska at 10 and two. Yeah. Right. And my second place team is Wisconsin nine and three, which I don't even know that I like Wisconsin at nine and three. I think I might see them more at eight and four. Yeah. I might see Nebraska more at nine and three. Um, you have Nebraska at eight and four, mm-hmm. but at, you have Wisconsin at nine and three, but here's the kicker. Wisconsin. Uh, you have Nebraska in first place because they won head to head against Wisconsin. Yeah. And they have them losing well, at a conference. You have Nebraska losing at Colorado. Yeah. I think that's about how I think it would actually shake out with Nebraska. Because the game they play, they play each other, but it's in Lincoln, which we, we both took Nebraska to beat Wisconsin in Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, so then you would have Michigan, Nebraska. And I'm going to say, this is where things get fucking crazy. You think Nebraska pulls the upset? I think Nebraska, and like I said, I have them at ten and two, but I think in reality, I'd probably more so have them at nine and three. Yeah, 
I think Nebraska will beat Michigan in that championship game. Ooh, buddy. No. Is there going to be bet getting better with every week? This is Harbaugh's year. You know what? You know what's going to make this Harbaugh's year? Is Shea Patterson's going to go down and Dylan McCaffrey's going to step up and he's going to be a fucking beast. He will not be aging. Look, Martinez. I called it last year with fucking Brandon Wimbush. Granted, we saw Ian Book get the start a few times. The Wimbush year before. didn't even lose a game. <laughs> Well, he didn't even play a game. Did he play a game or two? Uh, I think he may, may, he started a couple games, right? But they were trash. He got pulled, and Book came in. <laughs> he went undefeated. That's true. <laughs> All I'm saying is that I could see a similar thing happening with Patterson and McCaffrey. And okay. I, I well, hopefully it happens in the first four games, so Patterson can transfer and still play another year. <laughs> right. Right. Yet again. Um, let me push back on you here because look, okay, I'm not even going to push. Pushback would be the wrong term. Adrian Martinez is a guy I was thoroughly impressed with. True freshman last year, Nebraska. Yeah. He's going to be getting better every single week. He's getting older in this, in this offense. By the time the end of the year hits, it's going to be fine tuned. And that's why. Hey, Mart. That's why. See, I think they're more vulnerable first couple weeks of the season. You have to figure from a coaching standpoint that Frost, Really offensively has an edge. Now, that's a good point, though. Don Brown versus Scott Frost. That is a fucking coaching battle. I'm all about Frost on this one, man. I told you with the coaching tree he's got, mm, the fact he's coached offense, defense, special teams. Don Brown, you're shitting on him. Uh, Don Brown. All right, look. <laughs> Don Brown sounds like a used car salesman, all right? That's true. Tell that fucking guy. Now, he is a great coach, but look, I think you're shitting on our guy, Scott Frost. He's got to prove it more than once to me. Prove it again, and then I'll He's never doubt you. He's won a him. national championship. Has Don Brown won a national championship? Touche. Yeah. Too fucking Shea. Don Brown sounds like a 1970s baseball player. Yeah. <laughs> he does. Don Russ, Don Brown. Yeah. I don't know. Don Baylor. Uh, what the hell are we talking He's about? He's got okay. that stash, too. He actually looks like he used to be a baseball player. You know, he looks like the manager from, uh, this is a terrible comparison, the manager from Major League, <laughs> he's got that stash a little bit. Oh man, uh, that's I love a stretch. That. that guy from Major League is—I I don't, I forget his name, but I love that guy. That guy's got a great voice. <laughs> well, give him the heater, Ricky. <laughs> that's my impersonation. It's pretty good. One of the best lines in that movie is they—they they call him to see if he wants to manage the Cleveland Indians, and he's like, he's like, "Hey, Lou, how would you like to manage the Cleveland Indians?" He's like, I don't know. I got some drywall I'm putting up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's in the middle of putting some drywall up. And he's just like, I, I could give a shit about managing the Cleveland Indians. Let me think about it. That's a classic line. That is great. Um, best baseball movie ever. We already went through this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, he's classic. Okay, so now we get to the Southeastern Conference. So who do you got? You got Nebraska winning that, and I got Michigan winning yeah. that. Boy, you're up on Nebraska. I like it, though. Oh yeah, buddy. I like it a lot. Oh yeah. Now, 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 SEC wise, do we do ACC? They're they're my top rated. Or they're not they're not my top rated. They're the first one I did. So we're just going. We're not going chronologically in my in what I consider the best conference. We're going geographically here, or no? I don't know why. I just thought of ACC the first because we were I think talking Virginia, Virginia Tech, and then okay. It, I don't make any sense. You're the best. I'm the worst. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. Our uh, fans know that. The whole world knows that. Oh, but the tech oh 
trophy that's sitting over there. <laughs> second place trophy. <laughs> Runner up. We're losers. <laughs> if that's if that's our uh says something different about that. You we, know that thing's gonna get me some I mean it already has been getting me some like major some major tail. Yeah. Every time you bring a chick over. Sometimes I wear it out to the bars. <laughs> hey. I I I'd, I'd buy you a drink. As I'm saying, Robinson had his rolled socks. Me, I got my my second place trophy. <laughs> that that that's a necklace that I can throw on my neck. Um. Okay, we both. You have Alabama at twelve and zero. Sure. I have Alabama at eleven and one. So we have them in the West. Was you taking an out of Auburn there right at the end? At A and M. At A and M. Week five, I think it is. Right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, your second place team, and this is going to be interesting. You have LSU at eleven and one, with that only loss against Alabama. Yeah, that's been done a bunch of times before by them. Not with Coach O. That's true. I have my second place team is Auburn at nine and three. Yeah, I think I had LSU at nine and three too, but I have Auburn Man. winning in getting revenge in Baton Rouge. I feel like the SEC West usually produces another ten win team. I think this year though, with A and M getting better with Jimbo Fisher, even That's though he's going to end up seven and five or eight and four, All right? I think it's a deeper. Now you ha- and Auburn's on quarterback play is kind of a question mark right now. Yeah. LSU switching to a more of a passing offense, which I them don't bringing think back is, Burrow is fucking huge though. But them trying to pass the ball more might hurt that team identity a little bit. Yeah, that's never been a strong suit for them. I have LSU going nine and three, but here's another thing is that this is not, if they win the bowl game, it could still be a 10 win season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Uh, in the East, we both have Georgia at 11 and one. Yeah. Um, we both have Florida at nine and three behind them. Um, this was the easiest conference to, to project. Yeah. With the exception of like your LSU pick, which I'd say is a little bold. Yeah. Let's see them at 10 and two. 11 and one is a little bold. They play at Texas week two. If they lose that, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way they're going to run the table in the SEC. No, not a chance. Um, but I have them winning that game. I have Bama beating Georgia. I do too. <laughs> I feel like we've seen this movie before. I feel like they've had their chances. Yeah. I feel like there's no way they're going to go up 14 this time. You know? I mean, here's the thing is like, you'd think Fromm would finally have enough of it and get the win. And frankly, Smart would have had enough of it, but uh, Alabama has Tua. Yeah, and, and no hurts though. True, but they have Tua's little brother now. Yeah, it's supposed to be nasty too, right? Yeah. Hell, I don't know, but I do know this, Patty C. I do know that we already know you're shopping at Amazon, like you as in the listener, and you as in Patty C. So why not shop there and support the sports gambling podcast <laughs> or in this instance, the college experience on the sports gambling podcast network. Patty C. I well, know you know I, what I just bought. What's that? In my uh, stalking efforts. Uh huh. Keystroke logger. Please uh, explain to the, uh, the audience what the fuck that is because, uh, some people might not know what that is. Some people might be calling the cops on me right now. <laughs> and I, granted, I haven't used it. So there well, has just have it just for a rainy been day. No crime committed here. <laughs> but say you have a girlfriend that cheats on you. <laughs> is it cheating? <laughs> at 
every opportunity. Yeah. Um, say you go to the grocery store. She's knocking on the next neighbor's door. Next next door neighbor's <laughs> door. Uh, say you go down for a nap. She's trying to borrow some Wonder Bread. <laughs> That's She's right. getting some Wonder Dick instead. Say the mailman <laughs> and knocks on the door. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the bathroom. She's she's right? getting that, some dick there. And, and that mailman leaves behind a piece of mail. And then she goes to the computer to message this mailman on Facebook. That's right. Guess what? You have a keystroke logger. You plug it in to the So it just records keyboard. everything that's going on. It logs on the your computer. keystrokes and then you find out all of the information. Now it is a felony, so be careful if you're going to Wait, buy this. It's really a felony? Pretty sure. Something to to that effect. If it's not your computer, though, right? And if it's on, uh, if it's your computer, I think you have the oh, right yeah, to do it. Yeah, you would do it on your own computer. That's uh, it. There you go. See, that's why you talk to me, right? <laughs> Don Brown Law over here. Right? That's right. <laughs> um. So yeah, let me know how that works out for you, buddy. But the point is, I got it on Amazon. Yeah, I typed in sportsgamblingpodcast.com, right? Or uh, yeah, backslash Amazon. Backslash Amazon. Copy the link. Boom. Boom. Bookmarked it. Hopefully, so if you want to buy anything else on Amazon, you can get you can get it. Like if you, like if you if you did want to buy some of those other things you wanted to, to do to uh to to follow your girlfriend, you said you wanted to get a, a van. Yeah, a black yeah. van. Yeah, you want the kidnapper some van? binoculars, <laughs> right. right? Some heat 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 uh <laughs> seeking glasses. The mirrors on the side. You ever had glasses with the mirrors on the side? <laughs> Right, little video recorder on the front. <laughs> oh man, this is the college experience. Yeah, it's actually, in the college shit. experience, you don't give a fuck about your girlfriend because you don't have one because, or she's cheating on you and you're at college and you're cheating on her. Right, and it's a beautiful relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's perfect. <laughs> Although, do millennials do that anymore? I think they do. I think they do it quite a bit. I read an article, and I don't know how, how much I believe this, but it said that alcohol sales were incredibly down at universities. Dorks. You so, kids, we're going to have to go to these colleges. That's what I'm saying. Well, I understand they took a big hit when, when, I, when I stopped going as much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I go a couple times a year. That, that kind of like, uh, <laughs> that put Budweiser like in, what in the, the red. Yeah, exactly. Their bar graph. It's just like, boom, way <laughs> the fuck down. And they're just like wondering what's going on here. Right. Look, I'm sorry. NC Nick hasn't dressed up. He hasn't, he hasn't uh, you know, put a pizza like a briefcase in Greenville in a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, uh, but yeah. Go over to point of this is go to sportsgatheringpodcast.com backslash Amazon and order yourself some crazy shit, right? Maybe you want to read Stephen King's The Stand. Great book. You ever read that book? Uh, I have not. I've watched the movie though. Oh, that's not <laughs> not that, quite the same. That's huh? not doing any doing Stephen King any favors, right? I guess maybe he's getting some residuals there. He always did have some cheesy ass like movies. I really feel like I mean I loved them. They're fun and they're culty. In their own way, but really low production value every time. Well, it's not him directing the fucking movie. I just wonder why his movies always come out well, like... I can tell you why. One of the best things about Stephen King, besides him being an amazing author, is that he lets anyone direct his shit. That includes student films. Is that right? Yeah, which is really cool of him. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, because he's, he's all about the art, the man. The art, yeah. So that's why you see you know, Langoliers on Netflix and you're like, you start watching and you're like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. But when done well, 
Like, Dude, I, I watched a lot of Stephen King movies, that, and a lot of the time I ended up scared as shit. The Shining is Stephen King. Yeah. That's uh, when it's finally high uh, production value. Yeah, exactly. And how about fucking classic? How about uh, The Mist? <laughs> Hell of a movie. That's the best ending. The best plot twist of all times. I was in the movie theater and everyone hated me for laughing at the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucked up thing to laugh at. No, it's so great. That ending was so great, but it was like all these. You people go watch the ending of this movie. The Mist is a fantastic movie. Yeah. And, and, but obviously, you know, he did Shawshank Redemption also. Stephen King. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, now you're changing your ways. Stephen huh? King. And, I, and this is what I was going to say was out of, I haven't read all of his stuff. But I've read a good amount. I had the dragon. I've read uh he did I think he did it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh which the book is much better than the movie. I heard the I it heard the remake too is coming out. I this haven't fall. wait, did you see the new it? The new it was is divided into two different parts. Because the original it was Tim super Curry. long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't see the new it, but the so new it did, I, I've heard is good. The new it they have childhood as part one, and then they're gonna have them come back as adults in part two. Um, which is coming out apparently this fall, but part one was pretty good. Was it as scary as the one I watched when I was a kid? No, probably because I'm not a kid. Well, let me tell you this. The book is better than the one I saw. As a, I haven't seen the new one. Yeah. I've seen the Tim Curry one, but the, Stephen, book- the Stephen Curry one ruined my childhood. So if the book's even scarier than <laughs> that, Stephen Curry, <laughs> whatever Steph's brother, sorry, <laughs> with the Mavericks. Here you go. This is the college experience. Um, Look, my, my point here is that The Stand is his best fucking book of all time. All right? <laughs> Your point is you go to Amazon.com. Yes. Uh, Stephen King's best book is The Stand. Read it. It's fantastic. They've never made it a good movie yet, a miniseries, whatever the fuck they did. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Amazon. Go, go fuck yourself. Uh, no, but bookmark that and then order a bunch of shit. All right? That's all I'm saying here. There you go. And uh, keep us... Rolling in the dough, not that we are in any way, shape, or form. Keep us affording enough beer to get drunk on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Over at uh, at uh, the college experience. Amazon.com. Yeah. <laughs> no, sportsgettingpodcast.com backslash Amazon. There you go. All right, look, we have the ACC left. Patty C. <laughs> you have uh, Clemson at 11 and 1. No, you have Clemson at 12 and 0. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have Syracuse at 11 and 1. Yeah. Right? You have them playing Miami in the ACC championship. Clemson, Miami? Yeah. You have Miami at 10 and 2. Ooh, giving Manny a lot of credit. <laughs> giving Manny <laughs> lots of credit. That is uh, pretty astonishing. And your third place finisher in the coastal, or I'm sorry, second place in the coastal. You have Pitt at nine and three. Yeah. I don't have any of those teams in mind. <laughs> I have Syracuse at 11 and one, and, and I don't know how I picked them to go 11 and one, but I did. Uh, meaning that they would, I have them beating Clemson. So they would have the tiebreaker because I have Clemson being 11 and one as well. So Syracuse would play in the ACC championship. Now I don't agree that this is going to happen. I think Syracuse will trip just much like Iowa state. They will trip against somebody. Yeah, I do have Syracuse tripping against Pitt, but I think they might have to trip twice. Um, but it's possible. It's in the Carrier Dome. I don't feel that ridiculous with that. It's really hard to see a team other than Clemson winning that division, let alone that conference. Yeah, 
Well, that's where it gets stupid for me is that I go to the coastal and I have Virginia at 11 and one. <laughs> now that, <laughs> that is getting a little wacky over there. That is getting wacky. Cause I, I was looking at their schedule and I was like, uh, why well, I have them upsetting Notre Dame in South Bend. <laughs> that's a ridiculous upset. Well, the reason why is much like the reason why Patty C that I have, uh, Clemson losing at Syracuse is that they have a and M the week before. Yeah. Well, Virginia catches Notre Dame the week after Georgia. That could be a factor, whether it be a, a huge uh, letdown after a win or a sulking after a loss. Yeah. But I like their spot. They get that game essentially. Cause I think, I think they have, you have a bye before that. Um, I got Virginia tech at nine and three in second place. I don't think, I mean, yeah, that's tech. Tech's got an easy enough schedule that I could see them in that. Uh, and all I looked at you, I looked at UVA's schedule. If they can get through the first month, if they can go four and oh, yeah, or five and oh, I think five and oh, yeah, I think they have a buy though. So I think it would be four and oh, they have a easy ass schedule, but the, but week one pit and then the Notre Dame game. Yeah. That week one pit game is the entire I'm saying, season. If they get pit and they beat Notre Dame, I'll know that they could probably go 11 and one. Cause I have, I have UVA losing at Miami. Them having to go to Miami is tough. I have them losing yeah. that game. Yeah. But we shall see. Uh, so then I would have Syracuse playing Virginia in the ACC championship. Who would you go in there? Syracuse. No, I don't. Yeah. yeah Syracuse probably in Charlotte though. I don't know. I might take Virginia. Uh, Maybe it's gotta be Clemson though. Yeah. Syracuse is going to trip somewhere. Yeah. It's going to be Clemson at NC state. I'm looking at you (laughs) Uh, at Florida state. I don't know about that. Uh, Florida state to me, they demolished him last year and especially their offensive line is horse shit. Yeah. If it hasn't gotten a lot better, which I think Kendall Bryles, if he's smart, will say, Hey, let's get rid of the ball really fast. Yeah. Use our, talent around the edges. Yeah. Essentially, you know, yeah. they let our guys skill position plays Players, in space, bunch of wide receiver screens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Back the defense up and then you can run the ball. If that happens, then maybe they'll fucking destroy Syracuse. I don't know. Patty C you have Clemson against Miami. Who's winning that game? Uh, you gotta go Clemson. I can't believe you have Miami at 10 and two. Well, I think they go, they're hosting Virginia and Virginia they have the, the, I was looking, they actually have a really easy schedule. Yeah. You let Miami beat Florida in week zero. All of a sudden that 10 and two goes to 11 and one. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They would still get their ass kicked by Clemson. <laughs> what if they didn't play Clemson? What if Clemson really did lose they would that get Syracuse their, game? Yeah. And Miami, Miami would get back doors into the playoffs. Yeah. And we get creamed there. Yeah, they would. They would. Uh, anything else you want to add? This is uh, the end of our uh, run on uh, predicting the whole fucking season. Okay. I mean, we could do bold projections based off of all that, but. Okay, hold on. So, undefeated wise, you have Syracuse, you, you have uh, Syracuse, I've said. Uh, you have Clemson and Bama in the playoffs, right? Yeah. If, the, if it shook down like this. Yeah. Obviously, Michigan at 12 and 1, they'd put in. Yeah. So then they would, the, the question would be you would have. Georgia at a, at eleven and two. I'd have uh, what's her name's undefeated, Washington. Washington, that's right, that's right. But also UCF would be undefeated. Yeah, and also Oklahoma for you would be twelve and one. Would they put twelve and one in Oklahoma over undefeated Washington? No, 
No. Not a chance. Um, so then it would really come down to Michigan. Look, we're not going to have three 13 and 0 teams at the end. Wait, of the would they put Michigan in over Oklahoma? That's all based on style points and strength of schedule. Uh, I think, I think they, they have a pretty they even get Notre schedule. Dame. At, yeah. I think they have a harder schedule than Oklahoma. Than Oklahoma. Well, watch like UCLA win the Pac-12 South and that help Oklahoma schedule or something. Right, man. That would be a hell of a decision. And then obviously you'd have UCF getting left out yet again, despite being undefeated or Boise or Fresno right on the, uh, the cusp. Yeah, that seems reasonable. I mean, that's been kind of like the, uh, the way it's gone. Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be, usually you just add one loss to every team that on the schedule, you know, because there's unaccounted for see, carnage. See, but my, mine's a little more interesting, I think. Yeah. Okay. Cause mine is, is well, obviously the ACC is a shit show. Yeah. Right. But let's just say let's Clemson just, goes 11 and one and gets left out. I don't think they'll get left out. Do you think they could put in Well, look, oh, let's just pretend like Clemson. Let's, let's not take stock in my ACC thing and okay. say Clemson. Clemson wins the ACC. ACC. Okay. Clemson. I got Bama at 12 and one wins the SEC. They're in yep. right now. This is where it gets interesting. I got Nebraska at 10 and th- or at 11 and two. They won the big 10. They right? don't get in. Huh? They don't get in. Do I they? know, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. Hang on. Yeah. But then I would have Texas at 12 and two. Wait, 12 and one. So Texas would get in. Right. Yeah. And then I would have Washington undefeated. Okay. So then would they put UCF undefeated over a one loss Texas team? No. Let me ask you this. What if Texas has two losses? Then the conversation would start. Well, cause then do you put Nebraska in with, with two losses, Texas with two losses or UCF or undefeated? I think you have to put undefeated UCF. I mean, I would say, I mean, of course you had to, you had to three fucking years ago. Yeah. Put them in. at this point though. It, it would just, it would mean nothing. There'd be nothing they could do. Well, you know? I'm already, it's already happened. Yeah. There's already nothing they can do. <laughs> we saw that last right. year after they prove us. Yeah. After they've been on a 27 game win streak. <laughs> Um, look, committee, prove us wrong. If this happens, please, we want you to. Yes. And I want to think about ours and get the fuck off this microphone because it's in the middle of the night. It is three 19 in the morning. This is how late we go for you guys. <laughs> All right. Check us out guys. We love you. If you can leave us a nice iTunes review, we'll love you even more. Go to sports gaming podcast dot com to check out our website <laughs> or you can go to iTunes and uh, on our website, they, they, they'll plug you into the iTunes where you can leave us a nice review or you could, if you, if you go to iTunes in the search engine, you can type in sports gambling podcast network and boom. And uh, if you're in Southern California, I got a lot of stand up dates coming up. So uh, come check us out uh, on Twitter. Uh, we are at the SGP network. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one. I'm on Twitter at the D and remember to check out our Instagram feed at sports gambling podcast. A lot of great content going up over there and remember to check out the website, sports gambling podcast.com. Great shit. Every day dropping. I rated all 130 quarterbacks running backs coming soon. Bada bing, bada boom. This is the college experience. Patty C. Do you want to say anything else? Go Dukes as usual. There we go. He's a new, he's a Christian Leitner guy. Patty C's gonna roll down the socks now, like <laughs> like the piece of shit he is. All right, uh, you better start thinking about yours. Yeah.